Welcome back to Extreme Voltage. My name is Dean Malconian. It was a long season for our LA Chargers. Uh, ups and downs. We're going to break it all down today. What a what a gutty, gutty uh, second half of the season. Uh, coming back from a, from kind of a, a dying season midway through with all the injuries. We're going to break that down a little bit today. We're going to get into that playoff horrendous playoff loss. What, what a tale of two games, I should say, in, in one. You have the first part, uh, complete domination, and then ultimately you, you let this team back in, uh, speaking of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, and losing there uh, at the end. Just a gut-wrenching loss as a Charger. Can't get any lower, it seems like, unless they've lost that game in the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll break that down as well. Coaching uh, decisions and coaching changes, we'll get that going as well and see what's, what's happening with our 2023 LA Chargers. But Let's start it all back, and uh, I want to go back to week, uh, week two against the Kansas City Chiefs, and this was a, this was really a difficult game because our quarterback Justin Herbert was pounded, and this is the the, the season problem, uh, one of the bigger problems. He, he uh, I guess, injured that bone uh, rib cartilage. Uh, you know, you call it rib cartilage, got the rib, you name it. We don't, don't have an exact exact uh, definition of what the whole thing is now, but it was a rib injury. Now, luckily, it wasn't broken, but definitely it impacted him. You saw it the week after at the Jacksonville game, but before I get into that, let me just again discuss that week two injury. When that happened, he was pummeled. Uh, Brandon Staley did not uh, take him out of the game. He, he had him in the game. He kept playing. He, I think he took one play out after he got blasted with that and he came right back in and he got blasted again, uh, multiple times. And I'm sitting there going, why is, and you can clearly see Justin Herbert, uh, in pain and just not being himself. Couldn't even, he had a chance to, to run, uh, on a play that broke down and he would have gained like 10, 15, 20 plus yards if he wanted to. And you just couldn't even run yet to just uh, throw the ball down and kill the play. Uh, he did manage an amazing throw, uh, 30 plus yards downfield to DeAndre Carter uh, for a great scoring threat. But man, it just, I didn't like that decision at all. Uh, even before that, another decision I saw Brandon Staley before that dreadful injury was the play where the Chargers uh, got all the way down to about the what one or two yard line. And you can clearly see that Gerald Everett uh, is is tired, is gassed. He just, I guess he just made that big catch downfield and had that run downfield. And uh, as he was getting up, he was already signaling to go uh, out. He just he needed a blow, and he was going to get replaced. But they didn't replace him, so he runs back uh, on the line of scrimmage and, and gets set up there. You could just tell he's not 100% or even 80%. He wanted to get out of the game. And then the throw goes back to him on the next play, and he's just not in position to make that catch. And again, you're going to blame that on the fact that he's exhausted or has some kind of issue. Uh, and of course, the interception occurs and they run it back, the Chiefs do, and there's your pick six. And pretty much that's your ball game. And after that, I think the injury occurred to to Justin. So plenty of concern with some of the coaching is, uh, issues and and, uh, and just decisions that were, that were made. Now, the worst part of it after all this was week three with that Jacksonville Jaguar game uh, where we're devastated. I mean, devastated with injuries and and I got I got a really that that was a big blow. And I think I have to give credit for for Brandon Staley on this one. He kept 
this team afloat. Uh, great job, these players getting acclimated back to what they needed to do. Uh, again, let's discuss it. The injuries to, to Joey Bosa um, with that uh, groin tear uh, out pretty much for the season until he came back here the last few weeks of the season and, and obviously that dreadful playoff game. Uh, the injury to uh, Rashawn Slater uh, out for the year with that bicep tear uh, along with Jalen Guyton. Uh, terrible ACL injury after a big, nice catch he had in that game. Uh, those were really, really tough injuries. And you lose your uh, your left tackle, your best lineman, right? Uh, you lose your your pass rushing specialist, uh, the stud of the defense, right there. One of the one of the guys. Uh, that's a big blow. And I think, uh, and we really did lose that that speed receiver. Losing Guyton really uh, affected our our vertical uh, offensive approach uh, to many of these games. We really lost that speed factor that. That 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 burner, uh, to, you know, to say the least. Uh, really, Justin was really affected, I think, with not having that speed on the perimeter, and we're really never able to to attain that or, or get anywhere uh, close to it. You know, Keenan Allen, with all the injuries he's had this year, only played a handful of games. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, awesome receiver, again limited this year. Uh, those guys aren't your necessary your, your burners at all. Those guys are not. Like Mike Williams goes up the sideline, right, and he gets that one on one, and he's going to come up. 75% of the time, right? But he's still not a burner. He's the jump ball guy that's going to take you down deep and he's going to make some great plays. But you definitely need that scorcher, that earth scorcher. And we just, we had that with Guyton and I think uh, that was a big blow and we never were able to replace that. So that was a, that was a key one. We can go on and on with injuries. Uh, the defensive line, uh, Austin Johnson, the rookie from UCLA, Oh, Tito Ogbonia, uh, that were some of the, the injuries that occurred down, down front. We had Morgan Fox that had to step up a big time. Christian Covington also went down. Uh, that D-line was just getting uh, decimated, and it really did get decimated. Uh, and, and, of course, what happened was we had we had guys like Morgan Fox that, that stepped up and, and played a, a great role that we really didn't think he was going to do this year. We thought more of a, a secondary-type player coming in, uh, but really stepped up for us. We had uh, the younger guys, right, uh, coming in. Um, off the uh, off the practice squad and really making an impact as well uh, with uh, Braden uh, Fajoko uh, and you know as one of the younger players that that stepped up so so great job with these guys but obviously this these injuries really uh, took its toll and this is the part that I want to give Brandon Staley credit for with all the negativity I mentioned earlier about the decision making uh, in regards to some of the key players that were not in, in like I said, the, the Everett play and then why we, why we keep uh, uh, Justin out there when he's injured. These are some of the concerns that, that keeps popping up. But, you know, you got to give the guy credit. He did bring these guys back to uh, to be grounded and to, to do it one game at a time and, and get themselves in a great contention to be in the playoffs. And uh, they had a great shot. Uh, and let's talk about that playoff game. Well, right before I do that, I, I, we got to mention week 18, right? We, we can't forget that. That week 18 controversy is going to stick a little bit uh, because of what happened in, in the playoffs. So obviously week 18 comes and we're we're guaranteed in, and there's no guarantee of, of getting anything uh, better at this point because the Ravens had just lost that game and we're kind of locked into that to that seed. So instead of resting these kids out and let let's have everybody else come in, like let me let me see Easton stick out there, right? Let me see every single uh, second, third, Michael Bandy, you name it, all these guys coming up and, and just playing as receivers. It doesn't matter. I don't want to see Mike Williams out there. I don't want to see Keenan Allen out there. I don't want to see Austin Eckler out there. 
he played him. He played him all, and and he played him deep into the, to the game. And of course, what happens is first half of the game early on, Mike Williams uh, gets hurt and it was back, as you guys know very well. And they thought it was a day to day thing, and it ended up being a fracture in his lower back area that precluded him from being in the game the following week. So that was amazingly impactful, and I get it. You know, there's the Bill Parcells uh, ideology of, uh, and also Bill Belichick's ideology of, hey, we play the guys we have. And we want to keep this rolling and we don't want to have a letdown. Well, yes, but on the other side of it, you have injuries that can come up uh, and that can derail your complete postseason. So I think that we, uh, Brandon took a lot of heat on that. Rightfully so. Uh, you know, if nothing happened, sure, we wouldn't be talking about this incident at all. But as a head coach, you've got to think about, hey, there's a lot of injuries out here, especially guys like Williams, man, and, and Keenan. Those guys have been getting hurt, hurt all year long. Even Justin. It's like he's still nursing that injury. Uh, I'm just not playing those guys. But, you know, this is one of the issues that happened. I'm not saying if Mike Williams was there, this this win would have been guaranteed uh, for the next game for the playoffs. But, you know, against uh, Jacksonville. But these are the things you can you think about. Um, ultimately, coaching-wise, I mean, we talked about Staley, and I still think, you know, um, even with this with this latest Jacksonville Jaguar uh, embarrassment at the end of that at half, that second half embarrassment, that, that letdown, the complete collapse. Even with that, I think there's a buy-in on this team with these guys, and I think we need to see another year. Could we have moved on from Brandon Staley this year? You know, I, I could have seen the ownership do that. I could have definitely seen it happen. Sure, they would have blown it all up and start over again. And you know what? That that's their decision, and I really can't fault it because you tried for two years and you didn't like it, and then you move on. Yeah, that's your prerogative. But I think you saw um, the comments from the players, especially uh, a, a person like Herbert talking about his guy, um, that they really have confidence in him. And I think he brings this team together. Watching a game live, uh, these games live, I should say, last year, you see that personable coaching that he has to offer. So if he's able to keep the team together, great. Just have better coordinators uh, working for you, is what I would say. And that number one would be uh, Joe Lombardi. And I think you saw the devastating results of this offense this whole year uh, under the reign of Joe Lombardi. Now, very unfair for me to say it because at times you're coming in with a, with half a team. You know, you've lost your left tackle, as we spoke about. You're losing both your receivers with Keenan and, and Michael. Um, so, yes, those are issues that uh, definitely uh, hurt them greatly. However, we also have to understand that this is an offense that you needed to make sure it was better than last year. And last year was pretty fantastic, right? Not only were we worse, uh, not even as close to last year, we're much worse than this uh, last year. And our numbers were on the bottom half in regards to we could not run the ball. There was absolutely no rushing uh, uh, plays happening at all. It was, it was a forced rushing game. And a lot of that can, can be attributable to the fact that Josh Kelly was hurt uh, for for a good portion of the season, about four to five games. And that really took them off the, the hinges because I thought Josh Kelly came out like gangbusters out of the out of training camp. And I thought he was going to do a really good job. And he did. Second half of that season, it was uh, he was really, I think he was the best runner on the team. Okay, not to take anything away from exceptional Austin Eckler. He's great in the game, but he's a space eater, right? And he's able to to do things with the ball in space they need him to do. But Josh Kelly is a nice pure runner, and I, I really love to watch him. And, and he'll take that beating as he goes through the A and B gap. And I really don't want to see Austin getting that beat, that beat down going on him for 18 games. So that was an issue. The fact that Isaiah Spiller uh, wasn't 
in these games running the ball. Uh, I know he had an ankle injury early on the season or during the preseason. It kind of carried over, but we saw nothing with him. Uh, Larry Roundtree did nothing uh, spectacular at all. He just came off the uh, the practice squad last few games here. I don't I don't think he has a job next year. Quite honestly, I think you have to upgrade that position, and we'll talk about that later on for our for our team construction uh, portion of it. But yeah, those were the the biggest issues. Now. Let's go ahead and talk about that Jacksonville game. I mean, man, you could not have played a better game in that first half. If that 30 minutes was was indicative of what this team was, it, it, it just blew up. It was amazing to watch them, right? They took advantage of opportunities. They had uh, four turnovers um, by Trevor Lawrence, which they should have capitalized with touchdowns. Uh, however, they held it up to field goals, including that fumble on that... Uh, on that muffed punt issue, all you know the helmet that that you know the Jacksonville Jaguar uh, kid had, and uh, the player recovered. It was just these small issues that occurred, or big impactful issues occurred. They were they were not able. The Chargers were not able to really capitalize and even have a a bigger lead. But granted, you know you go up there twenty seven zip. You know you're you're in the first half, twenty seven seven with a few minutes left, and they scored. I already had that sinking feeling just a little bit like, oh man, they just scored pretty quickly. Jacksonville did. You got to hold up the second half. And sure enough, you know, you can, the second half, you can look at a number of ways, right? Obviously, defensively, you're allowing this team to get back in the game and and score, you know, 30 points to get that, that, that you know, win from you. So that, that was a big one, right? They scored all those points the Jaguars did in the second half. You allowed them to continually score. Um, however, you got to look at another aspect of it too. Um, offensively, the Chargers were abysmal in the second half. Right? They only scored a field goal. They scored. They scored three points. Fine. Okay. I'm not saying you know that that's the only detriment. Offensively, not only aren't you scoring, you're not getting first downs. You're not extending any drives. You're not able to milk any clock in that second half so even if you don't score you need to make drives you need to convert first downs right or third downs to first downs that's what you need to do you need to effectively have a running game or some sort of short game or or anything else to make sure you're moving chains okay that didn't happen and as many as people that will pull, pull the fingers and point the fingers or to staley in his defense i get it rightfully so right i'm not here to protect anybody his defense stunk it up in the second half completely made trevor lawrence the star that he pretty much is now or is going to be in the uh, in the nfl but offensively you needed to make it happen you needed to convert those first downs and and uh, joe lombardi you didn't you didn't do that and now uh the big change happened uh lombardi's moved on and we have kellen moore coming in which this should be pretty exciting for Justin Herbert in this offense and this running game. I think the fact that you're getting Kellen Moore coming in from that really strong Dallas offense that, we, that we've that we seen last couple of years, I think uh, the mixture of him utilizing these tight ends in a creative way, especially on short yardage. I mean, how many times do we see fourth and one, third and one, um, Austin Eckler, A gap, B gap that we talked about, uh, just no creativity uh, a lack of of creative offensive uh, framework, utilizing so many different aspects of this this talented group, and now hopefully uh, we're going to see this with Kellen Moore. So great work! Hey, Brandon Staley had to make this change. Uh, that's the simplest truth for it. He had to make the change. So thus, 
Let's see how it's going to work out. I'm I'm hopeful that this is a, a, a great transition, and uh, and let's see, it's got to come together. Uh, but but I'm excited for it. Uh, we're gonna wrap this this one up for uh, for this week. I'm gonna pop back next week, and we're gonna be discussing uh, the free agency uh, spin, the first three days of, of free agency, and and what kind of impacts were going on. Uh, great great to have the show back. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, catch us on Instagram at Extreme Voltage Podcast. Uh, again, want to thank my man across the glass. That's Tyrell Mad Dog Wiggins taking care of us today. Appreciate you, T. And also thank you for Kevin McLeod for his uh, Strength of the Titans and the Ice Giants. Uh, you can catch Kevin and his music at filmmusic.io. My name is D. Melkonian. You guys take care and bolt up. <laughs>